G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might have heard those Bible scriptures that say our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Well, there are all sorts of concepts that we learn as Christian believers, things like we don't belong to ourselves, we belong to God, who bought us with a high price. So how are we supposed to be honoring God with our bodies. Is physical exercise, though, more important than spiritual exercise? Do marketing companies or gymnasiums have a monopoly on health and wellness? How are we supposed to deal with stress and anxiety? Is there such a thing as divine health? And what distractions are there to God's design for our health and wellness? Well, it's always a privilege welcoming back Stacey McBride-Wilson, who is a wife, a mother, a fitness instructor, a wellness coach and school teacher. She's written a number of books, those two that are outstanding. You Are Amazing, 31 Days of Encouragement for a Healthy, Happy Soul and Bursting with Health, Unlocking the Fullness of Health that You Were Created to Enjoy. A special welcome back to you, Stacey McBride-Wilson. Hi, Neil. How are you going? Hi, everyone. <laughs> well, I'm going well, and uh, great to see you're going well too. And this conversation we're going to have today, I just want to invite listeners uh, to join into this conversation because people will have some levels of uh, their own input. Uh, some might even feel confused about the idea that we'd be talking about health and fitness and wellness and those sorts of things on a Christian radio program. Uh, so inviting listeners to be part of the conversation on 1-800-316-316. Our talkback line is open. Stacey, when we talk about a kingdom culture for health and wellness, what does that mean to you? Well, that's a big question, Neil. Um, that's something I'm really passionate about, actually creating that kingdom culture for our health and our well-being because it doesn't exist currently. And so when I started on this journey and God prompted my heart to really be considering him in, in terms of my well-being, I looked out there and I thought, okay, you know, there's got to be someone else doing this or what's out there that I can learn from. And I just really couldn't find very much. And so that really stirred me and gave me such a passion that, you know, this is an important aspect of our lives, like our health really undergirds everything that we we do you know we if we don't have health it really can prevent us from being effective from having the impact that we've each been created and called to to have on the world so it's a very important thing but but actually creating a kingdom culture actually you know what does that mean to have god at the center of our well-being and so there's all these different I guess, facets of health out there. We've got health, which is very medical. We've got the wellness world, which is very um, influenced by the new age movement. And then we've got the fitness world, which is very aesthetic driven. It's all about the look. But I just really believe that's such a counterfeit of really what God's best for us is. And so I'm very passionate about that, that kingdom culture, exploring that and educating people about what that looks like. And we can't assume that people don't think this is important because the uh, in industries we've been talking about, gymnasiums and 
uh, fitness and health. Well, these are huge, booming industries. And somehow or other, as Christians, we're thinking, oh, we've got to think about our spiritual health. And there's some contrasts and some ways that we can talk about that. But somehow or other, we leave aside uh, this idea of physical health and well-being because perhaps we're warned about issues like the body image and uh, and uh, you know the image of having uh, all of the the extra trappings that make us look like we're successful so uh, there is a sense though this is a huge industry people in general are very interested in health and fitness especially i think in queensland where i'm based and on the sunshine coast even more so where it's very warm a lot of the time so people you know don't wear much clothing a lot of the time so where i live it's a huge part of the culture of of that that city of that town um, and, and in Australia, I mean, we have a very healthy nation as a whole. I've got family in England and I can tell you that they're not as health conscious or as aware of their, their health. Um, so this is, like you said, a big part of culture, a big part of society. You've only got to turn on the news or look at social media to see that, that wellness, health, well-being is, is a big business that everyone is trying to have a slice of that pie. And, um, they're really trying to, to sell us, sell us whatever the new greatest best thing is that we should have that we don't currently utilize okay let's uh, let's just dig a little deeper at when you describe your neck of the woods there on the sunshine coast uh, which is a beautiful part of the world it is uh, it's a tourist mecca everyone loves to go to the sunshine coast uh, places like noosa and the listeners will be familiar with caloundra and uh, beautiful beaches beautiful place lovely weather as you say people are getting around wearing less clothes yes <laughs> <laughs> that creates all sorts of images i might say but the image that is created uh, when you've got places that are tourist makers and, uh, you know, uh, people getting around in their active wear mm-hmm. uh, all the time or their swimwear. I mean, you know, coming into springtime, coming into summer, everybody's interested in about their, their body image, what they look like, you know, get that perfect body for summer type of uh, image. And you're living in amongst that. Somehow or other, people have been hijacked by that image and that becomes the primary thing that they think about. Uh, You can get these things out of balance, can't you? And uh, it could become all-consuming and that's probably not a good place to be. Oh, definitely. And I see that having worked in, you know, one of the biggest and I, I will say most successful gyms on the Sunshine Coast. Um, and it is a fantastic place, but the, the body image, um, the drive to look a certain way to fit, like you said, that, that certain look, that fitness look is incredibly huge. That the pressure and seeing people who are really just driven by a very negative motivation. There's a lot of fear associated with that. Um, and I can say really openly that I used to partner with that and it wasn't a healthy place at all. I thought it was healthy. I thought that doing, you know, 15 gym classes a week and restricting my calories and if I ate a piece of cake, I had to do more classes and, you know, all of that mindset and it was never enough, you know, it was it was never enough. There was always, you know, more weight I could lift. Could I could I get just that little bit more toned? Could I could I jump higher? All those things, you know, I think to to have those those goals is great, but the motivation you know, we have to really check in with those motivations, what's going on at a heart level, what's going on at a head, a head level, and there's got to be balance. There's got to be, like you said, it can get completely out of out of balance and we can be hijacked by that fear-driven um, mindset to be healthy. Uh, the other image going through my mind is a lot of sweaty people yes. uh, either lifting weights or you know doing the aerobics class and lots of mirrors in gyms because... 
this idea of seeing yourself in the 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 mirror that's obviously got a part of it's part of the marketing isn't it uh, yes. because you know if you don't look good uh, you'll keep coming back and I suppose uh, the idea is that people will keep coming back and keep get, having to go push themselves to a higher level, just trying to keep the image in place. Yeah, and that and that's selfish, a really uh, a selfish place where you were just looking at yourself and you're really just analysing yourself in such great detail, becoming very obsessed with just your look. And like I said, having been in that place where it takes a lot of your your time, it takes a lot of your energy, a lot of your focus. Um, you know, I, I was spending far too much time training, thinking about food, thinking about exercise and really not being out there actively making an impact in the world. It was all about self. It was all about what can I achieve? What can I do? What do I need to look like? And that was where my worth was defined. And I think that that very insidious, selfish mindset and culture is a big part of the fitness industry. And that's what I'm passionate about changing. I guess. Now, before we go too far here and convince us all that we shouldn't be in the gym, <laughs> I think I think your whole motivation is actually to get people to the gym because yes. most of us are not on that extreme level where we're actually hijacked and our body image uh, is everything to us, although that is going to be an element for some people. Uh, the majority of us, perhaps, uh, and I'm only speculating here, uh, like myself, a little extra weight around the middle, don't do a lot of exercise. Size, try to get the routine going. Something interrupts. It's too cold or it's too hot or it's too late or it's too early. Uh, all sorts of reasons that you can come up with as excuses for not doing those things. I suspect you're going to say, even though there are some things that have hijacked the idea of this body image cult, uh, that we as Christian believers need to take seriously the idea that we do need to look after our bodies. And you're totally right, Neil. And that's, you know, I'm in that culture. I'm passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about health. I'm passionate about people taking care of their body, but with the right motivations and having it not completely consume and overwhelm everything that they do. And so I guess when I'm talking to my clients, there's three things that I say we need to be aware of when it comes to our health. So number one is completely being fitness obsessed and focused on it and it becoming an idol in our life, which we've just talked about. The second one is being um, completely disregarding our health, where you're at the other extreme of the scale, where you don't really take care of yourself. It's a really an afterthought, if anything. And so that's also not a healthy place to be in. And then the third one um, is actually where our health becomes negotiable, where we sort of go through that cycle of I'm healthy for a little bit and then something happens and I just, my health becomes negotiable, it's not quite as important. So those are the three traps I really see when it comes to our health and our well-being and finding that that balance. You know, we've talked about that a lot before, that balance, that middle ground where I'm not fitness focused and obsessed, I'm not disregarding my health, and I'm also not just sort of in this cycle of extremes of one moment I'm motivated and the next I'm not. So that consistency with healthy motivations, that's what I'm super passionate about people adopting that approach because that's not what's being sold out there at all. It's very, as we said, the marketing is is plays on your fears and your insecurities and it wants to get you in there and it keeps feeding that. Um, and then the, the other mindset, like we said, is the other extreme where you go, well, I don't want to participate in that, so I'm just not going to worry about health at all. So there's got to be that middle ground and, and that balance, and that's really biblical as well. That's what I'm passionate about. Okay, two people at the gymnasium uh, running side by side on a treadmill. Uh, do you do this sort of thing? Do you run on a treadmill? Oh, I don't do treadmill, okay, no. Right, okay, well, okay. well uh, just for, the, for the sake of uh, an analogy yeah. and illustration. So you've got two people running side by side. One is hijacked 
by worldliness, and the reason they're at the gym is because they're totally consumed with body image. Uh, they have self-esteem issues, uh, inferiority complex, all sorts of uh, challenges. Maybe that they're. This is why they're at the gym, trying to actually, uh, you know, make a better life, a better body, a better image for themselves. And then on the other treadmill, you've got the Christian believer who recognizes their body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. What's the difference between these two people? Such a good, that's such a good question. I've thrown you in on the deep You end have. Here. That's such a good question. I think the first thing, I guess, Neil, is that I've seen a lot of Christians who, you know, outwardly have the right motivations, but still internally have that very, you know, this, the same worldly desires because we're, we are, you know, we're fleshly. So we do have to be really conscious of, conscious of that as believers. We're not immune to, immune to that. But having that motivation of as, as simple, the simplest way I can sum it up, I guess, is being, fit for a purpose. So actually having that purpose at the forefront of our mind that we are here and each of us has a unique purpose, has a unique thing that only we can offer the world. And so when we have that at our in our mind as our motivation that I just want to care for this vessel that God has blessed me with, that he's entrusted for me, uh, entrusted to me that it's mine to steward, if that's our motivation, I just want to care for this and I want to be able to be enabled to do what he's called me to do. So fit for my purpose, whatever that that looks like. Okay, so there's a stewardship issue. And sometimes as Christian believers, we understand stewardship. People talk to us about stewardship when it comes to our money and uh, those sorts of material possessions that we might own. But what we're talking about with our body is not so much a material possession that you can buy or sell in that sense of uh, of getting a better one. Uh, but there is a certain sense in which this stewardship, what goes in, what we're eating, uh, what exercise routine that we are undertaking, this is a part of the stewardship that we're called to do. And this body, like like you said, it, it enables us to do what God's created us to do. So it will either restrict and disable us or it will release and enable us to do that you know, that thing that he has called us to do. So this is this this body we have, like you said, there's no upgrade. We can't go out there and get the new iPhone. Well, you know, we can get the new iPhone, but there's no body upgrade that comes out, you know, yearly. Like they, they have amazing operations. Obviously now we can get a hip replacement and knee replacement and all those things. But this truly is our only body that we have to hopefully, my, my prayer for me and for those people I know around me is that they'll be able to, live in this body, enjoy this body, and be able to have an impact on the world around them for God's glory for a long time. Helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Stacey McBride-Wilson, our guest. Stacey's a wife, a mother, a fitness instructor, a wellness coach, and a school teacher. She's written a couple of amazing books. I'll tell you about those shortly. We're talking about a kingdom culture for health and wellness today. You're invited to join in our conversation on 1-800-316-316. Stacey, let's take a call from Anne in Labrador in Queensland. Hello, Anne. Welcome along. Hello. Um, listen, I've got two things. One is that... I think spiritually you need to have the spiritual fitness um, I, before the physical fitness because even though you can have physical fitness and that down the, down, down the line, your body will deteriorate because as you get older, things just don't work as well. Um, I do have a physical job. I'm 63 and I'm still cleaning and doing stuff like that. Um, but I'm just saying that the spiritual thing is the most important thing because this body will go and die one day and we will get a new body when we go to heaven. 
So I know that it's good to have some physical exercises and try and keep well. And I also know that uh, putting the good stuff in your body helps your body to to keep well as well. So and as a cleaner, do you're that. doing a aerobic workout every day when you're at the office. And that's good thoughts. Let's get a response from Stacey. Yeah, I really agree, Anne. Thank you so much for sharing those thoughts. Um, you know, when I think about health, like you said, there's, there's all these different aspects of health that are, that are important. And I would go to say that they're as equally as important as one another. So the analogy I use with, with clients when I'm trying to explain this whole concept of holistic health and godly health, um, is that your health is like a bike tire. And in a bike tire, you have spokes. And if we think about each of those spokes, three spokes, a physical health, emotional health, and spiritual health. So if all of those spokes are complementing each other and they're equally balanced, then your bike tire can just travel with grace and ease and effortlessness. Um, but if any of those are a little bit compromised, it affects the whole. So it's uh, I think that they're all equally as important to be nourishing and caring for in that different capacity because we are interconnected beings god's made us like that to be very complex and if one is compromised the whole is compromised so i totally agree with what you're saying there and that um our spiritual health is very important i'm definitely a big passionate person about that as well and from labrador thank you so much for your insight today and uh, agreeing with Anne too in the sense that our spiritual health is eternal our physical health is temporal, but it does, in fact, aid us in this life that we are called to lead. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Ian in Adelaide. Hello, Ian. Welcome along. Oh, good day. How are you going? I'm very um, well, thank you, Ian. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, um, when I came to the Lord, which is over 40 years ago, I, um, with God's help, gave up smoking and drinking, and um, uh, as a result, um, you know, I did began to live a, a godly life, but um, um, I sort of started to, when I when I gave up the smoking, I started to um, look after myself a lot better, began to exercise and that. <clears throat> and what I've been able to do is to maintain that over over 40 years, simply not trying to do too much, just um, doing enough that I know that I can keep that up for the rest of my life. And I've seen the benefits from that because I want, I've always wanted to serve God and put him first and I realised that if I can look after myself, I'll be able to do it a lot better. And uh, also I thought to myself, well, what's the good of um, let, letting your body run down or whatever and becoming unhealthy? At the end of the day, it's going to cost you something to either, you know, uh, have medical help or whatever. So I thought, well, what's, what's more spiritual, to look after myself now um, or not look after myself and perhaps at the end of the day, have to have medical intervention. Ian, good thoughts. Let's hear from Stacey. Yeah, Ian, that's great. And I really um, totally agree with what you're saying. And just to further on the thought that you were saying, uh, sharing before, Neil, just um, about caring for our body while we're here um, and that you know our spiritual health is eternal. There's a verse in Philippians and it says, as long as I'm alive in this body, there is good work for me to do. So I, I'm so passionate about our spiritual health, obviously, but what we are here for one purpose, and that is to make Jesus known. And we only have one shot at that. You know, I say to my clients all the time, life isn't a dress rehearsal. This is all we've got. And so our body is that thing. Like I said, it's the vehicle, the vessel that enables us to to do that thing, to be God's hands and feet. So I don't think, again, that it's one more important than the other. I think they go hand in hand. They're both as important. So like what you're saying there, Ian, you know, that your body, you, you've seen the value of caring for your body, that it's not a... a 
a non-godly thing. It's very godly to care for your body to enable you to, to serve the Lord. And Ian, while I've got you here, you yeah. did say too, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you said, uh, which I thought was quite profound, is that our physical health is a part of our spiritual health. Uh, you said that, Ian. Yeah, I, I believe so because, it, I mean, it does say that um, bodily uh, exercise profits a little bit. So there's, there is a profit for this life in in looking after ourselves in every respect, what we eat and, and exercise. I just feel it's important that we don't try to overkill it by trying to do too much and make it more important than our spiritual side of things. That if we just do enough to maintain good health and physical fitness, we can do that all our life. And that's the key, I think, that we do something that doesn't just last for a few years or whatever, but that we can maintain right throughout our life. Great input today. Ian from Adelaide, thank you so much for your call. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Marilyn is in regional South Australia. Hello, Marilyn. Welcome along. Oh, hello. Marilyn, where are um, you actually calling from? Um, Laura, Stonehut area. From Laura. Wonderful. In the mid-north, Flinders Ranges. Fabulous. What are you, what's your yes. thoughts on our conversation uh, Right, okay. When I was 29, I actually gave up smoking. Uh, and at the same time, I was diagnosed with bipolar, mm. which, of course, can have an effect on your body. Um, however, I'm okay with that because I'm on medication and that's fine. But throughout my life, I've always been either doing aerobics or something. So moving to the country, there wasn't a gym, but I kept walking every morning before breakfast. And then um, I joined the gym, so I'm in the third third year of the gym. And then um, about a month ago, I got a spur in my heel and I couldn't walk. And so for about three weeks, um, I didn't walk and I put on about two or three kilos. Um, so I've been doing two extra sessions at the gym instead of two, I'm now doing four. Um, but I'm going back to walking, even though it hurts me a little bit, because um, I need to walk. Marilyn, it's an important part of our regime. Just a minute or so out from news, a quick response from Stacey. Yeah, Marilyn, I, I'm sorry that you've got a heel spur. That's horrible. I've um, got friends who have suffered with those. So they are very exceptionally painful. But I think your point that you raise, which is a really great point to make, is that doing what you can in the season where you're at. So, you know, you moved out, there wasn't a gym. Um, you know, fitness and moving our body doesn't have to look a certain way. When I'm here saying, you know, keeping ourselves and, and looking after our physical health, it doesn't have to look like going to a gym. So whatever you've got to do, just any kind of movement is great to care for your physical health. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Felicity in Exmouth in Western Australia. Hello, Felicity. Welcome along. Thanks very much, Neil. It's wonderful to hear your show. I'm really, really appreciating it. And Stacey's words are an absolute breath of fresh air. They are. I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Felicity. Um, <laughs> um, look, my, I, I'm a mother, too, with five adult children. And throughout my life, I've found, without a doubt, the Lord provides for every need. And I always try to remember that scripture, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be will be added to you. And I've found that in every stage of my life, there's been some sort of physical activity which has kept me healthy. And I think with that sort of uh, reliance on the Lord, he really speaks to my heart. 
and helps me to recognise what it is I need. Um, and it, it reminds me of how important it is to have that personal relationship with God because he really does speak to my heart. And just an example, um, up here in Exmouth, I work, um, I'm only here six months of the year with my husband, in our, we live in our caravan, and we're out of town about six kilometres, and I work at the supermarket when we're here, and the Lord provides the opportunity for me. I ride a bike into mm. town. That's great. <laughs> and last year I, I was riding a bike with an electric motor, but then I sort of had the, the situation where the, the uh, battery went flat, and I thought, well, instead of buying a new battery, <laughs> I get a bike that I can actually use my muscles to ride instead. <laughs> Felicity, great thoughts that you're sharing there and uh, some important ones that you're bringing out. This idea of, uh, you know, God providing opportunities for you to keep fit and uh, the idea too of of when you're in a particular circumstance and you get to ride a bike, an electric bike or a push pedal bike, uh, those sorts of things are great opportunities uh, for our physical wellness and fitness your thoughts for felicity uh stacy yeah i just love that felicity i love that you're just you know embracing every season that god has you know placed you in and and movement as well and as you said movement is so good god has actually designed us to move i think sometimes we we forget that that god has actually created our bodies to move and when we move we feel so much better. So that big release of endorphins and dopamine, which the feel-good hormones that we need to to boost our energy, to boost our mood. You know, God has He's created us that way. He's created us when our bodies move. That that's the release. That's the that's the benefit. That's the payoff. So I, I totally love what you're saying, Felicity. It sounds like you got that joy from moving your body. <laughs> Felicity in Exmouth in WA. Thank you so much for your input today on 2020. Let's take a call. Annie is in Kalgoorlie in. WA. Hello, Annie. Welcome along. Oh, hi, guys. How are you going this morning? Very well. Great. What are your thoughts on our conversation, Annie? Um, I'd just like to say that I find that um, being physical and staying physically fit helps you to see how to stay physically or, or spiritually fit as well. Um, the spiritual realm is not something that we can see or touch, but our bodies are, and they show us what happens when we don't stay physically fit. So I think it's a very good comparison to use when trying to understand the spiritual realm, especially for new Christians. That is absolutely profound. Yeah. Your thoughts for Annie? I love that. I love that so much, Annie. That's such a great point. Like you said, we, we can't see what's going on in the spiritual realm, but God has given us the natural realm to see, and he's given us our bodies. And just like when we, we move our bodies, like when we go into the gym and if we're lifting weights, if that's to use that example again of going into the gym you know you don't walk into the gym and pick up a 20 kilo dumbbell and start trying to do bicep curls um you would absolutely break your your muscles it's not gonna it's not gonna do you any benefit at all but the same with that with when we're baby christians when we're when we're new in our relationship with god the same thing we can't be just lifting big weights we can't be um, expected to handle big loads so it's that progressive building of strength and building of character and, and refining and learning and all those things so that's a i love that analogy thanks so much for sharing annie Annie, absolutely fabulous. 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation. The interesting thing that Annie is sharing there when she talks about the analogy, uh, because we understand what it is like 
to be physically fit or very physically unfit, as is in the case of uh, so many of us, uh, that we can uh, that we can understand more uh, more precisely what it is to be spiritually fit and very spiritually unfit. Uh, it really is a great analogy that draws attention to the, necess- the necessity for spiritual fitness. Definitely, and and when we don't use our bodies, when we don't exercise, you know, in the, when we're talking about the spiritual fitness, when we don't exercise our spiritual muscles, if I can define it like that, talk about it like that. We atrophy. We, you know, atrophy is the wasting away due to lack of use. So if we're not engaging with the word, if we're not praying, if we're not around a community of believers, we're going to atrophy in our walk with God. So all those things we need to do to build strength, like I said, for um, consistency, building consistency and, and building on that, that practice, that habit really, isn't it? And there's a biblical scripture for this. The Apostle Paul, when he wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter to nine verses twenty six and twenty seven he said, Thus I do not run aimlessly, I do not fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and train it, for fear that after having preached to others I myself should be disqualified. So for the Apostle Paul, the idea of staying physically fit uh, was a part of his mission. So there's this connection, isn't it, between uh, this physical fitness and your capacity to be able to fulfill what God is calling you to do. Because if we don't have any focus on our physical well-being, our physical fitness, we actually might be uh, denying God this calling upon our lives. Exactly. Like we were talking about before, that it will restrict us. It will disable us from really having the fullness of the impact. And I think that's the thing I'm always trying to encourage my clients and, and people I work with that, you know, God has, you know, it says in Ephesians 3.20, he has, you know, plans for us that are far greater than we can imagine, you know, exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. That's the God that we serve. That's the plan he has for each of our lives. And so we do what we can. And if we care for our body, if we, like Paul was saying uh, there in that verse, you know, he saw the importance of physical well-being and spiritual well-being, that they don't work against each other, but they actually complement one another and they're meant to go hand in hand to enable us to do what we're called to do, to live the fullness of the life, to really experience the fullness of what God has for us and the impact he wants us to have. We are taking calls 1-800-316-316. You might have your own thoughts on a kingdom culture for health and wellness. Let's take another call. Anthony is in Kalgoorlie in WA. Hello, Anthony. Welcome along. Hello. How's it going? Very Hi. well, Anthony. Um, I've I've got an interesting story. For the last 15 years, I think I've been in a similar boat with uh, health and fitness. Les Mills Group Fitness taught at Les Mills. Um, but three months ago, I nearly lost my life to a brain bleed. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, I actually think God kept me out of my car and my pastor sort of got me to hospital. But my big thing is, is, is about having fun in life and having a holistic view at the gym. I'm almost, I was also a membership consultant. Um, but to have that health, that fitness, that wellness, um, in all capacities, not just the physical side. And in fact, I've, during consults, I've actually been able to sit down and, when people are going through things or actually physically ill or, or bodily ill is to be able to ask them if they want prayer. And um, I've only had one person turn me down, but I've been able to pray with lots of people and the owner's been open enough to let me do it. 
That's just awesome. I love that, Anthony. That's so much. Can I ask a question before you go any further? What classes do you teach? Because Les Mills is my background. Sorry, we're having just a Les Mills connection now. What's um, what's okay. your background? What Les Mills classes do you teach? Uh, pump, balance, combat, RPM, CX, uh, step. Just and all of them. Coach. Oh, my goodness. Far out. Um, but I've also got three inch screws in my knee, a scrape and polish in the other one, and a bone missing, three broken ribs, and a cracked shoulder. Right, okay. So that must so, keep things fun. There's a big downside yeah. for me. <laughs> well, this is the whole reason I got into group fitness in the first place because our body is our temple and if, if I'm not physically able to move and keep moving, then things seize up. And I think that is really where I'll get this story going is um, even in our spiritual thing, if we, if we stop moving, we seize up. Yeah, definitely. And I've seen, Anthony, I don't know if you've seen this as well, that I would have so many clients in the gym come and ask me, what, what supplement are you taking? What what have you got going on? Because I've had um, un- world-class bodybuilders in my classes and who look the epitome of what fitness should be, but inside are just still hungry and longing and they don't have that, you know, that acceptance of Jesus and so having that influence I don't know if you've found the same so having people you know being in a gym and having that godly influence is so important and I just am cheering you on I think that's amazing Anthony from Kalgoorlie in WA uh, great input thank you so much for your call 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation Uh, just picking up on one thing that Anthony said there uh, talking about it being fun in the gym because I've got to say, some people don't think it's fun at all, the idea of going to the gym. You've got this sort of, there is a polarisation here. Uh, I imagine, though, uh, that the gym is one element of how you can get into a wellness routine, a fitness routine, uh, but there are all sorts of other ways, as other callers have indicated as well. But this fun factor, uh, if you're if you're sitting around and thinking, I've, I've got to respond to you know what you're sharing today, Stacey, but I don't find that exercise and uh, even eating a good diet. I don't. I don't find all that sort of idea of getting myself better is actually fun. So I'm. I'm going to be challenged with doing that. How do you? How do you inspire and motivate people to actually change? Well, the first thing for me, Neil, which we've talked about before, is always motivation and coming back to what's my actual vision for why I'm doing this, the why, and then the motivation. And so really coming against some of those negative mindsets, like we've talked about, the fear-based mindsets and the, the guilt or the shame or the have to, because if that's what's driving you, your experience is actually going to be completely unfun, exactly what you said. So what we perceive determines the experience we receive. So if you're going, right, well, I'm going to do this fitness thing because I have to, but I'm not going to like it. Well, how do you think you're going to find it as you, as you're on that journey? So starting with your motivations, that's the, the most ground level and then encouraging people to actually get out there and find what works for them. I mean, there are an infinite number of ways we can move our bodies. Like we can go to the gym and some people love that. Some people hate that. Some people love going for a solo bike ride or climbing a mountain or playing tennis or lawn bowls or maybe salsa dancing or I've been to a hula hoop class. Like there is just so many ways we could move our bodies. Walking, like there's there's not one size fits all. So I always encourage my clients, you know, who come to work with me, I'm not going to tell you do this exercise routine and that's what you have to do. Rather, I see my role to inspire them. Just get moving and any movement is better than no movement. And if for you it's a 10-minute walk around the block 
awesome. If it's going and climbing a mountain, great. If it's playing tennis, great. If it's swimming, if it's surfing, if it's, you know, whatever, but finding that movement that actually is fun and and you're going to do. I can't help thinking of the contrast too that people think that the spiritual exercise we need is not fun. Exactly. And you know, and as you're describing all of those different elements, you find what's fun for you and you move into it. Uh, there is a certain sense too in which while not compromising the truth of the scriptures, uh, these sorts of different varieties that we can find of ways that actually inspire us to grow in our maturity and our strength of spirituality these things can be fun as well. You've got to find the fun. Definitely. And this is, can I share one of my favorite verses, which is in Ecclesiastes. So I'm all about, you know, God has designed designed us for fun. It's a part of what we're wired to need in our lives to enjoy. Um, And there's a verse in Ecclesiastes 9. um, And in the message version, this is Ecclesiastes 9, 7, it says, seize life Eat bread with gusto. So there I go, right, bread is great. Not not cutting out bread of my diet. Drink wine with a robust heart. So great wine, big tick there Just in the Bible as well. Yeah, moderation. <laughs> says, oh, yes, God takes pleasure in your pleasure. Dress festively every morning. Don't skimp on colors and scarves. Relish life with the, sp- with the spouse you love. Each and every day of your precarious life is God's gift. And I love that. You know, that really just always reminds me that life is, it is meant to be fun. When we're enjoying ourselves, when we're finding the fun in every day, then we're going to be able to share that joy with the world around us as well. And like you said, with our, you know, our spiritual fitness, our spiritual health and well-being, if we're seeing it as a chore, if we're seeing it like, oh, I have to sit down and read my Bible this morning, I have to do it like this, I have to, then it's going to take all the joy out of it. So find the fun, find the joy. You know, get outside, listen to a podcast, you know, from a teaching while you're walking or something. That's what I do. (laughs) I might be inviting a major generalization here, but if I'm not a very exercising type of a wellness person, but I think I'm listening to Stacey McBride Wilson and she's giving me some good advice here and I'm going to try and do something. Will I, in fact, be happier in my life? Will I, in fact discover more fun things in my life if, apart from all of the spiritual disciplines that I might have, I get into some of these physical disciplines and beat this body into shape? Am I going to have more fun doing that? Well, I would say yes, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I, and I, I don't know if I'd be a great advocate for health if I said no, but definitely I found it to be true in, in my life. And, and we've had this conversation before about my journey, that it wasn't very healthy or happy for a long time and the things that I've put in place. And, you know, I am really disciplined with my time with God. I'm really disciplined with my, my fitness and my, my eating and, and my emotional health and doing things, but it's not, um, it's not restrictive. So the boundaries and the healthy boundaries God has created for us, they actually are to enable us to thrive. It's not to restrict us. So when we're functioning within those, when we're, you know, looking for all these different aspects of our health and we're plugging into them, it is going to release us to a greater level of joy, of enjoyment. And ultimately, like I always come back to, we're here for a purpose. So when we're bringing an atmosphere of joy, the world, it's infectious. The world, they want it. They want it.
And people are going to need to see spiritually mature, thriving Christian believers at the gym because there might be a lack of those there at the gym at the, at the moment. Would that be the case? Definitely, without a <laughs> doubt. And like I said, I'm, I'm passionate that the whole thing, if I can sum it up, Neil, that the kingdom culture of health and well-being is that the world are hungry. They really are hungry for what only Jesus can offer. Um, but I think sometimes they look at the body of Christ or the church as slightly irrelevant because we've talked that that – our country and particularly, you know, where I live is very fitness driven. It's very looks driven. And so if they see us as the body of Christ, you know, well, you're not really taking care of yourself or you don't have joy. You're not, you know, happy. Like, why would I want to even engage in, in a relationship and coming in and following you? You know, like, you know, as a, as a believer and as a follower of Jesus, my thing is, you know, follow me as I follow Jesus. And so making disciples. But if people are looking at us going, I don't know if I'd really want to follow you. You don't have joy. You don't really seem like you're taking care of yourself. What's the reason there? Um, you know, I think one of the most powerful things we can do is, yeah, reflect Jesus authentically, be joyful, care for ourselves, just be extravagant with the love we have. People are going to see that and go, hey, I want a piece of that. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Just a couple of minutes remaining in our conversation. Stacey McBride Wilson, our guest. She has a website called the Happy, it's the Healthy Happy Soul.com. So Healthy Happy Soul.com. Uh, when people go to your website, lots of resources there. They can access your two books, Stacey. Uh, you've got some programs that people, doesn't matter where they are, they can participate in. What have you got coming up? Yeah, I've got an um, online three-month health and wellness program. And so this um, takes women from all ages. So I've got women as young as early 20s all the way, I think, um, if they won't mind me saying, up to their 60s um, who do the program with me. And so one of the programs is called Healthy and Whole. And we look at taking a holistic approach to your health and well-being. So some of the stuff that we've talked about today. So equal measures of our physical, our emotional, our spiritual and our social health, that they're all important to really enable us. To, to do what we've been created to do. So that's kicking off in four weeks' time. Uh, women only? Uh, men welcome? Or is women this, only, it, I'm it sorry. It is women only. Yes. All right, okay. And uh, we'll wait for the men's version yes. coming up sometime in the near future. Sometime. <laughs> uh, just great getting your insights as always. And we'll plan another date in the near future to do this again. Uh, it's just great talking to you. Stacey McBride-Wilson, today talking about a kingdom culture for health and wellness. Check out Stacey's website, the Healthy happysoul.com. Stacey, thanks so much for joining us again today on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.